So there's a song about Zacchaeus, but y'all, no one wants me to sing that song. But it's all going to be stuck in your head, right? Zacchaeus was a wee little man. We all know it. Right? Or like we saw the flannel board stories, right, when we were kids. And 8 o'clock, there was a, an elementary school kid who was an acolyte. You know, we sent them all to Children's Chapel. If anyone here doesn't know what flannel board is, it's like PowerPoint for the pre-electronics generations, right? Like you'd put these little characters on and move them around. It's, everyone knows the story of Zacchaeus, right? And we all know one thing about Zacchaeus. He was short, right? Like what did Zacchaeus do to Luke that Luke had to put that in the gospel, number one? You know, like after they became buddies, I'm sure Zacchaeus was like, Luke, man, why'd you got to do that? Like we know like one tax to Matthew, but we know Zacchaeus. There's a bunch of tax collectors that the gospel speak poorly about, right? Or that people in the gospel speak poorly about. We only know this guy's name maybe because he was short. But when we all know this story so well, sometimes it helps to think about it in a different way. We have our psalm. We just chanted our psalm where we say, I am small and of no account. Right, so Zacchaeus may have, may have been short. But I think we know what it feels like to feel small. I think Zacchaeus did, right? He was not just a tax collector, but he was the chief tax collector in the region. So let's think. He's Bernie Madoff, right? In that system, right, there's the chief tax collector who's taken the money from folks and taken a little bit more for himself. But he also has these other folks, these other junior tax collectors working under him, who are taking your money and keeping some for themselves and passing some up to Zacchaeus. So he's the tip of the pyramid scheme. It's like he's probably not even liked by the people who work for him because they got to pay up the chain. He's certainly not liked by the people that live around him. If you remember our gospel from last week, right, this Pharisee stands up and he prays, God, thank you that I'm not like these other people. One of those people he was thankful he wasn't like was a tax collector. Right? And so... Not only was he short, but I think in much of his life, Zacchaeus probably felt small and of no account. He had money, he had power, he had control over people. But we all know, maybe we're those people, that we have those things, but there's still something in us that feels small. There's still something in us that feels of no account. Maybe you, like me, have, have felt insignificant. You felt like, I'm just doing what I do, and I pay my bills, and maybe I go to church, but what does it matter? Maybe you, like me, feel like no matter what you do, no matter the great things you try to do, it's never going to measure up to what God wants, or sometimes to what your inner critic wants. Maybe you, like me, knows what it feels like to be left on the outside, just looking at people who you think have everything together. Maybe you, like me, have wondered, does Jesus even recognize me? So maybe you, like me, when we feel that way, what I want to do is I want to run home, I want to lock the door, I want to crawl under the covers, and I want to hide. When I feel small or left out or insignificant or unworthy or any of these things, I want to get away. Because it's the people around me that I feel are judging me.
But if Jesus is going to do anything new in my life, it actually has to start with my life as it is, with all the flaws, with all the failures, with all the messed up stuff that I come with. And if Jesus is going to do anything new with you, it's going to start with all the flaws and all the failures and all the messed up stuff in your life. That's how it was with Zacchaeus. It would have been easy. Zacchaeus probably had a nice house. He probably had security. He probably had all this. He could have run home when he knew this crowd was coming because this crowd didn't want him around. But our gospel says Zacchaeus knew that Jesus was coming and he wanted to get closer to Jesus. And so he didn't shirk away from the crowd. He didn't go run and hide. He actually pushed through the crowd. He pushed through these people that didn't like him. And he put himself in a position to where he could see. The gospel says he climbed up a tree, right? For the Lord he wanted to see. We know that song. The gospel says he did that so he could see Jesus. And there's probably some truth in that. But I wonder, maybe he climbed that tree so that he could be in his position so Jesus could see him with all the flaws, with all the failures, and with all the messed up stuff in his life. And that's exactly what Jesus did. The gospel says he stopped and he looked up at Zacchaeus. I can imagine that's maybe the first time in Zacchaeus' life that someone looked up to him. Number one, he was short, right? So there's that. But who looks up to the tax collector? Who looks up? to the thief? Who looks up to the outsider? Jesus did that day. And that's what I want when I feel lost, when I feel excluded, when I feel shame, when I feel all these things in my life that come up, that's what I want, is for Jesus to look at me. And I bet that's what you want too in those moments. So whatever's going on in your life, there's a lot going on in the lives of people in St. Martin's. Whether it's divorce or death or sickness or job struggles or anything that you can name, anything you're dealing with, whatever it is, that's the place where Jesus stops and looks at you and recognizes you. That's the story Zacchaeus is trying to tell us. We've heard it a million times. I want us to hear it one more time. I was talking after the 8 o'clock service, and someone was telling me, sometimes they, they read the Bible, and it feels really high stakes, right? This book is holy. We have gold-plated ones. We, it feels really foreign, and it's hard. There's big words. Right? I, don't know all the, I certainly don't know all these big words. So sometimes it takes a children's Bible. Sometimes it takes something written for folks that we think can't understand for us to finally get it. This is my favorite one. This is a plug. The Jesus Storybook Bible. Sally Lloyd-Jones. I've gone through several of these. The boys loved them growing up. I didn't really think about it until I saw a picture of a friend's library this week. And I saw it on there and I was like, oh yeah, I have one of those. And so I read the story from today, from here. And there's beautiful artwork. I'll come out in a minute and show some of this around. 
But this is the man who didn't have any friends. The story of Zacchaeus. There once was a man who didn't have any friends. None. Do you have any friends? Well, of course you do. But not Zacchaeus. Poor Zacchaeus didn't have any. You're probably wondering why. Was it because he was so short? That's not a reason not to like someone. Was it because he had a name that was hard to say? Well, neither is that. Even though he was short and he did have a funny name, that wasn't it. No, people didn't like Zacchaeus because he stole their money. Zacchaeus collected taxes. Taxes were what people had to pay the king. But Zacchaeus took more than he was supposed to and kept the extra money for himself, and he made himself rich. Everyone knew what he was up to, and it made them cross and grumpy. They didn't like Zacchaeus one bit. So they made sure he knew it by doing things like avoiding him and walking on the opposite side of the street and pretending not to see him and whispering things like, there's that nobody who thinks he's a somebody loud enough so he could hear it. Anyway, one day a huge crowd gathered on the road. Jesus was coming to their town and everyone wanted to see him. Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus too, but everyone was too tall. He tried jumping up and down, but that didn't work. He couldn't see a thing. Luckily, Zacchaeus had a good idea. I'll climb that sycamore tree, he said. So he did. He was surprisingly good at climbing trees for a man who was so unusually short that he had to take a flying leap just to get into his chair in the morning. That part's not in the gospel. <laughs> From the trees, Zacchaeus had the perfect view all the way down the road. Another minute and suddenly Jesus was at the tree. He stopped and looked up. Zacchaeus saw Jesus, and Jesus saw Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, Jesus said, I'd like to come over to your house. Zacchaeus almost fell out of the tree. Come over to his house? No one ever wanted to come anywhere near his house, let alone inside it. The people saw this, and needless to say, it made them even crosser and grumpier than usual. They mumbled and murmured and muttered, why is Jesus being kind to that big sinner? Doesn't Jesus know about him? Zacchaeus scrambled down and took Jesus to his house. He was in a big hurry because he didn't want Jesus to change his mind. Perhaps Jesus hadn't heard about him. Perhaps Jesus didn't know how bad he had been stealing, how he had no one liked him, and how he didn't have any friends. But Jesus knew. Jesus knew all about Zacchaeus and the stealing and everything. And Jesus loved him still. Zacchaeus was ashamed. Lord, he said, turning pale, what I've done is wrong. But now I want to do the right thing. I'll give the money back to everyone four times what I stole. And that's just what he did. Jesus smiled. My friend, he said, today God has rescued you. Jesus loved Zacchaeus when nobody else did. He was Zacchaeus' friend when nobody else was. Because Jesus was showing people what God's love was like. God's wonderful, never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. In our gospel today, Jesus is showing us what God's love is like. Wonderful, never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever. Amen.